Hello Waterloo Road fans, it's Tom here, your podcast host, just popping by before we get started to tell you about our Patreon page, which is a subscription service where you can get loads of extra stuff from Luke and myself, including reviews of other school-based shows, episode one of Phoenix Rise is live now, and we will be doing episode two later this month. We also have extended versions of our cast member interviews and we have our Waterloo Road Awards. We'll be doing the first chunk of Series 8 very soon. Um, we also have more of our Waterloo Road fanfic to come. Loads of stuff on the Patreon, which you can find by going to patreon.com slash Pod. And I would like to thank those of you who have already subscribed to the Patreon. So thank you to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Frank to Charlotte, to Mel, to Ollie C, to Becky, to Sarah Mython, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Lou Parsons, to Eve, to Matthew Kumar, to Avid Collector, to Kat, to Natalie, who is on Instagram at NatalieTheBookReader. Thank you to Alicia, to Tom Percival, to Laura, to Georgia Leah, who you can find on both Instagram and TikTok as the Avocado Bath. Thank you to Emmy, to Peter, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram. Thank you to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Joel, to Aya, to Maddie, to Lottie Smith, to Joe Buckle, and finally, thank you to Holly. Your continued support is much appreciated, and if you listening now would like to join that list of shoutouts, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Pod. Um, I would like to briefly thank all of you for your kind words about my appearance on the other Waterloo Road podcast. Um, it was a joy to be asked to go on and to talk about Grantley. Um, a huge thank you to Adam and Priya Sasha for having me. And now without any further ado, let's get on with this week's episode of the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road super fan, joined as always by Luke Stevenson. We had a good episode last week-ish. Yes. And now I feel like we've reverted to the mean. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to put this out there now because the match is on and it might have aged poorly by the time this comes out. As, we, as Martin Odegaard lifts the trophy. Yeah, yeah. But the point, the the show is done at Arsenal. <laughs> and after overperforming for a period of time, it is returned to its embarrassing best. Yes. Um, this episode is called Whole Lotto Trouble. Oh, love it. All written by not even a good slam headline writer. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole lotto trouble. Um Begins with Michael sprinting on the beach. Really sprinting. Because he's got lots to get out. Yeah, because he's facing a trial. Like, obviously, he doesn't know at this point, but he's facing a trial with absolutely no attention. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, For some reason, I can't follow. My yeah. um, uh, my computer today just started autocorrecting Waterloo Road to being all caps every time. <laughs> and there's no real reason for that. I don't think I've ever fully capped it up a lot. No. It's just really, it's really insistent that now maybe it's the the computer telling me something. I think it's because that whenever you say it out loud, it's an anguished cry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my computer's listening. I've got to watch Waterloo Road tonight. My my computer's listening to me for three years. The only thing it's picked up on. (laughs) Um, uh, Phoenix and Harley are claiming to be ill. Um, uh, Maggie clearly doesn't believe them. Like the actors who play Phoenix and Harley aren't good actors. 
And then they then do a display of acting so poor yeah. that you feel like the characters Phoenix and Harley could get cast on this show. <laughs> and Maggie just buys it. She's supposed to run a, like a, a residential care home before. Yeah. How do you not see through the, this? Oh. Um, so they, they've won the lottery. They've won £210,000. Is it sad? Like, I'd like £210,000. Yeah. I think like this debate was happening at work. It's like an amount of money that you'd like, but it wouldn't change your life. And I'm looking at two hundred thousand pounds. I go, that's life changing. Is it? It's not like it's not. You'll never have to work again. It's not that because that's, that's life changing. Because fundamentally, like that maybe buys you a house. Yes. But it buys you a lot of a house. Yes. But these days, it doesn't buy you a whole house. Yes. So, but but I think that if I had enough money to buy a house outright with. Or either no mortgage or almost no mortgage. That would change my life. Because, you know, that frees up the, the money I'm pouring in a rental hole. Yeah. Every you, think, you think of all those, like, stories of, like, people who win, like, millions on the lottery, yeah. and then years later, they've got nothing. Well, that's because they act like Phoenix and Harley do it, <laughs> which is like, I'm going to get a limo and a, a, some decks. Uh, I always felt like I was, just, I was just, just born to be a person who can't enjoy things. Because I always think, like... Or if I won the lottery, I wouldn't go buy a big house because then you have to run it. <laughs> yeah, it, it the lottery's the lottery's not for you, is it? It costs a lot to run. <laughs> Think of the maintenance. Cost. So I I I get a really average house, but then I just be like, oh, I'd live off the interest. I put it in a low yield bond. I hope you never win the lottery. Um, I give you some money. Oh, thanks. I hope you win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, it's one of those like I would. You know, unless you didn't want to live, you know, on the moon, um, you know, I'd, I'd buy you a house if you won the lottery. Oh, if I won the lottery. Thanks. What is the lowest amount of money you could win and still buy me a house? Okay, right. <laughs> so on the scale of this, right? So it would go. I would pay off family mortgages. Yes. Um, and then I'd go. Well, here's a friend. I'll buy him a house. Yeah, isn't that nice? As long as you mean I never have to watch Waterloo Road ever again. <laughs> no, I would, and then I would go to the set and I would purchase the Everything From Nothing sign. Yeah. Everything Nothing From. Everything Nothing From. Yeah. That would think the condition would be your house would have to have in giant <laughs> black writing Everything Nothing From written on it. Yeah, okay. And sure. you know what? I still want to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> Um, do we think this is like what year are we in 2012 2013 I don't know we could check is is phoning up to get your bank balance read back to you a 2012 so we had a conversation a few weeks ago about how much money you were able to take out of a bank and yes. these, someone just lets an 18 year old walk in and take away tens of thousands <laughs> of pounds but yeah I feel like you know I feel like there's a more efficient way to get your bank balance it was definitely online banking at this point I yeah, having the keypads so I took it to university. I used to lose that keypad all the bloody time, <laughs> honestly. So let's check. Is a whole lot of trouble. 10th of January, 2013. Right. So it's, yeah, 2013 now. But like, yeah, you would have online banking. You would have a debit card that you could use to, to access an ATM, not an ATM machine, <laughs> while putting in your PIN, not your PIN number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. From the people... Uh, the people referral unit unit <laughs> awful um so um then we get how close to the coast is glasgow so i'm well, starting to so, feel like i've been very misled so they're not in glasgow are they they're in greenock which is near glasgow 
Um, mm. I don't know if it's coastal. Yeah. But is it near Glasgow in the sense that we're suburbs is actually hundreds of miles away? Or is it near Glasgow in the same way that Sutton is near London? I was going to say, I don't want to do the near Coventry thing again. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I, I do not want to do it. Um, I don't think it's near Coventry. No. no. Um, so we get the, the Barrys arriving at school for the day and Carol saying, there's money here, we've just got to sniff it out. The, the car was a good start. There's money here. The last week, she was like, keep a low profile. Yeah. And is there money here? Yeah. When it's a school that's being run by a sole benefactor yeah. of kids from everywhere. I don't feel like this is the moneyed place. No. And yeah, if I'd sold someone to keep a low profile and they stole, a, and not just a car. The biggest a, car. <laughs> a massive car. <laughs> I would be like, well done, good start. I'd be like, that is, you've you've done wrong, Claire. It is so weird as well, because you said this because it literally never occurred to me. That's how bad the show is. It never occurred to me that them looking for money to scam and two people winning the lottery. Yeah. It never occurred to me the show would put those two things together. But it's so transparent that's where the plot line should go. (laughs) Yeah. But these two people publicly win £200,000 and Grantly Grantly gives them more advice like you know if if this podcast has made nothing clear it's that neither of us know anything about screenwriting but I know enough to know if you've got those two plot lines they should intersect (laughs) so uh, Kevin then says to Chalky um, you know I'm really excited to move in today but I I don't want you to be shouting about it and I don't want everyone to know about it Mm -hmm. and then Chalky has the face of uh (laughs) <laughs> I have told everybody. I'm going to have to put my banner away. <laughs> That's all my lesson plans out of the window. <laughs> I think when Phoenix and Harley were sick, or yes. pretending to be sick, Maggie was serving all the kids a, a full cooked breakfast. Yes. So their like, residential home is like a premier inn. Yeah. yeah they yeah. get a full cooked breakfast every day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember having cooked food on the day before school. Like, in, in, in a morning before school, it's always a weekend thing. Yeah. I wouldn't do it now as an adult. No. Oh, no, I do. Well, I, I, I yeah. I, I'll, I'll do bacon and eggs in the morning sometimes. So, uh, Michael is, is talking about the, the decision about whether the case is going to go to trial. And Michael says, I will resign if it goes to trial. Here are the stakes. And then the stakes so, are raised and then the stakes are evaporated. But the whole thing minutes. is, um, Lorraine is like, oh, you want a trial, don't you? Michael's like, you know, I think there's a, there's a debate to be had. That's not what a trial is. <laughs> a, trial is not, a trial is not the debating society are talking about euthanasia. It's, yeah. This is what the letter of the law is now. It doesn't matter what you want the law to be. Yeah. A trial is about here is what the current law is. <laughs> yeah. Didn't understand what a trial is. It doesn't matter because he's not having one. Yeah. Do we... Okay, right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I am not an expert in Scottish law. No. Either now or in 2013. However, the reason they give about the trial being a massive waste of taxpayers' money, (laughs) surely that's not... If there was a law against this... Yeah, but so what they say is that... uh, the the prosecutors do not believe that they can get a jury to convict for it. Uh, I see. Okay, so they're not going to press charges. Quite, quite. <laughs> they, you know, they got to their, their their office and they went, "Well, Billy Billy can't press charges, so yeah, yeah. Guess we'll have to drop it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no one here to press them. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like a, like a suit, aren't they? Charges? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so Scouts has a new bag, which it turns out is Nikki's bag. Um, and she's going on about how she brought it off some lad. Um, but Nikki decides that Scout has stolen it and makes Scout mop the floors. Do you remember when Max Tyler made Denzel? Yes, it literally <laughs> went through my head. You need, a, you need a Rachel Mason to weigh in and go, you can't make him do yeah. that. Yeah, and everyone who saw that Max Tyler had done that but went, people, that's a sketchy thing to do, Max. The people in phone units need to exist in this own little universe where anything goes. It does. The Wild West yeah. out there. It's like Nikki has been given, you know, untrammeled power. Whatever she wants. It is bizarre. I did notice that Barry has bad boy jeans. Yeah. He's not wearing the proper school trousers. He's wearing bad boy bad jeans. Bad boy jeans. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like we're trying to <laughs> Sorry, Barry never Barry. Yeah, Barry never Barry. Um, we have to really keep saying that to make it settle in, because we'll come back to record another episode in two weeks' time and we've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> really heavy on Barry never Barry for last week and this week and then that's it um, so uh, Chalky is teaching um, interest calculations something to do with uh, that sort of stuff and Dynasty makes a very astute point that the people of, of this generation will not get pensions because the oldies are living too long yes Dynasty she has the bravery that no modern politician yeah, yeah, has yeah. she's also now an advisor to Emmanuel Macron yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. neither of them can understand each other <laughs> Yeah, all we know is Paris is on that, fire. I'll tell you what, that's a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. Do you ever think, <laughs> right, because it's a little bit off-piece here, but we've got there somehow, but you watch what we've suffered through for 13 years. Yeah. Someone says to, you know, the people of France, you're all living longer, do you want to work an extra year? And they burn the country <laughs> down. <laughs> Yeah. We're like, hey, you have free healthcare. We're going to systematically destroy that for 13 years. We go, yeah. oof, should probably vote for them again, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, so Phoenix and Harley have been to the bank and got some or all of the money out. Some money. I, I try and game out how much money they bought. <laughs> um, so they're out shopping. I really bumped on the song choice here. Did you? Uh, no, I can't tell you I knew what the song choice So was. the song choice is Harder Than You Think by Public Enemy, which is best known at the moment as the theme tune to The Last Leg. Right. And because of that, I was like, this is, hearing it in any other context was very odd. No, see, I don't watch The Last Leg. No? No, I don't watch a lot of panel comedy shows. Mm. Oh, it's because it's made in Britain. You don't watch any television made in Britain. I don't watch any television. It's the only television I watch. <laughs> we have this thing like... <laughs> I love that. Love that. When me and Charlie are watching a show together, if I don't like it, yeah. I will fall asleep during it. Yeah. And that winds Charlie up to the extent that we stop. Right. Now... When Charlie doesn't like it, she insists, because she wants to be better than me. So she, she insists that we keep watching it, but we also lose the appetite to say yes yeah. to it. So I was watching Succession. I love Succession. Yeah. But because Charlie's not that into Series 3, we have now not watched it for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So that's why this bloody show is the only thing I watch. Yeah. And Lackley Bridge and Phoenix Rise. I, I, I don't want to watch any more shows set in British schools. And Series 1 of Teachers. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Um, we find out that Dynasty sold the bag to Scout and Dynasty got it from Barry Never Barry um, and Barry Never Barry says Dog, don't say anything Scout you can make Nikki look terrible if you keep your mouth shut and then when it, it when they do find out who stole everything she's going to look really bad for putting this on you yeah I, I find it really interesting that um, Nikki is complaining about Phoenix being off saying I can't get results if they don't get in the classroom in the first place <laughs> while Nikki has literally had a child in the classroom 
and sent her out in, into the world of work. And didn't this and Barry never Barry? Well, Barry never Barry's supposed to be in there. And he's mm. loitering around the, the mop. Yeah. Yeah. If any, if any of the kids in the PRU looked the type, uh-huh. it's Barry never Barry. Yes. To have stolen a car. Oh, yeah, Barry never Barry. It's probably the only one there who's old enough but, to drive a car. So, so what had happened, I don't think we actually mentioned this last week, is that Nikki had confiscated Scout's phone and the letter. And when Nikki checked her bag... The, that phone and the letter had been stolen. Right. So she, that's why she was convinced that it was Scout who was responsible. Mm-hmm. It's still, again, Barry just looks the type. But Barry, yeah, absolutely, if anyone looks the type. Um, so uh, Lorraine doesn't want Michael to quit, saying, oh, I expected more from you than this. They, uh, so Har- Harley, we find out, when they get into this limo to go back to the school, um, and we find out that Harley yesterday, when they found out about the lottery winnings, phoned the dad. It's so funny how those two lines of dialogue were absolutely added in post. Yeah. It was like, oh, I called dad. What? Yeah. That's, that's the extent of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they drive from, I assume, Glasgow city centre to Glenock, which we now know is some distance away. Yeah. Um, and then when they get there, Harley's still... Sh- no, <laughs> Felix is still yeah. shaking Harley. Yeah. So I, I, and you've been doing that the entire drive. I think we're supposed to, yeah, imagine that they've been scuffling the entire yeah, way. surely the limo driver... I was going to say, I would love to hear from that limo driver. Don't scratch the seats, boys. <laughs> They're going to speak to the other limo driver who had the weirdest job today. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, though, if the limo driver was Dante's dad? <laughs> Yes, Clarence. <laughs> I, t- I was trying to tell them about my car badge collection. They were just too busy scuffling. You're scuffling. I said, oh, with all that money, you could buy a lot of car badges. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, uh, Nelson, the dad, has turned up at the school. He's now running a plumbing supplies business. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the Nelson's like, oh, you made me promises when I sent the kids up here. Yeah, because Phoenix is struggling. But Phoenix was good at math. We all saw it. So... Uh, Connor has come back to the school for today. Imogen confronts him because he's being distant and he brushes her off. That exact scene will happen, I think, four times yeah. in the course of this episode. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're back in. Connor and Imogen have one story and they repeat <laughs> they, it. They get trapped in a sort of time loop, don't they? They're proper Groundhog Day storytelling with these two. So, um, yeah, Phoenix and Harley's limo turns up, they're scuffling inside, etc. Um... Jack goes and talks to Kevin, reveals that he knows that Kevin is going to live with Chalky. Everyone knows it's all around the school. How? Doesn't matter. Just vibes. Just vibes. They don't want it to be kept as a secret, so everyone just knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something the teachers would be sharing, because the teachers know, because they yeah. have to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the teachers themselves wouldn't be sharing it with the kids. No. No. So Lorraine then goes to see Sean, says that if, if Michael were to resign, if this does go to trial, then I would want you to lead. Yeah. Again, the tension from last week where Sean was like, oh, I disagree with what you did, Michael, and they might ask me to give evidence. Yeah, so now Sean is theoretically in a place where she she might give the evidence that secures her career. Yeah. But does that all play out? No, because no. I've forgotten what happened to Sean last week. <laughs> Stupid bloody show. Yeah. Um, so Imogen goes and confronts Connor again. Connor says, I'm bad news. You need to stay away from me. And she accuses him of not loving her anymore because of the scarring says he should have the guts to say it, and he just says, I'm sorry, and leaves. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Connor and Imogen is possibly the most boring the show has ever been. <laughs> I just think, I think, whenever they're doing a scene like this, I think of their entirely chemistry-free dance they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the most incredible thing. 
Um, so, uh, Sean is with the tailors and... Uh, sorry, during that scene where she offers it to Sean... Yeah. She says, we all know that you've been running the school since this has all come up with Michael. Do we all know? Do we no, all, we have you seen any evidence, evidence no, of that? We all does not include the viewer in yeah. this case. I also think Jack's a little bit chirpy in this episode for someone who a week ago it was discovered one of the students having sex with their mum. Yeah. I feel like you keep a low profile after that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sean is in a meeting with the two Taylor kids and their dad. Um, and then uh, the dad gets a phone call from someone who's in his phone as gorgeous. Would you ever put any human being in your phone as gorgeous? No. Um, my other, full disclosure, Charlie is saved in my phone on Facebook as Chesty LaRue <laughs> because of a Simpsons joke. Homer says he changes Marge's name to... Because um, he, when he changes his name to Max Power, he says, I've changed your name to Chesty LaRue. And she goes, yeah. I don't want that. And so I changed her name to Chesty LaRue. Yeah. So it's, it's all genteel banter. Sure. But no, gorgeous, unironically, never. Yeah. Um, so that apparently is Vanessa, who he admits is his new fiance, and she has two kids. Um, and Phoenix is like, oh, you've got this whole new family and you haven't even been answering our phone calls. And this is all ridiculous because they wrote out the dad yeah. in, with one line in Series 8, Episode 1, where Harley was like, oh, I don't want to be here up in Scotland. And Phoenix said, well, we can't go with dad. He wouldn't want us anyway. And that was them writing the dad out. Yeah, yeah. Even though, because at the time we said that makes no sense because they'd written the dad back into their yeah, lives, yeah. you know, quite a lot. And they, they were living together and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so none of it makes any sense. Absolutely none of it. Um, but they they decided for some reason that Phoenix had to go this week, and so they wrote the dad back in yeah. to to do this storyline. Why do they just keep doing like they, one child at a time? It's so weird, just isn't it? Getting rid of the show. Just do a bus crash. <laughs> you had a bus crash. This is ridiculous. I hate this show. So like, so we lost Josh, Maddie. Tarek and now Phoenix. And if you go back in one episode further, Janice. Yeah, there you go, yeah. yeah. But at least they didn't even really write Tarek out, I don't feel like. You didn't kind of have a conclusive well, he's been driven away into the sunset. Yeah, they did. They had a big celebration for him, didn't they? Yeah. Where he, he spoke. Um, and they, Michael used him as a tool to get the PRU off the ground <laughs> and keep Phoenix at the school, which is, you know, it's a good job they kept Phoenix at yeah, the school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be terrible to see him go, wouldn't it? He's an integral <laughs> part of the place. So... Um, then, so Felix Bazali is taken away from the room because hundreds of quids worth of tech gear has arrived at the school for him. Why would you put that as your address? Oh, I don't know. Um, so Harley, then we find out, is still keen to build bridges with the dad, um, but Phoenix, you know, says, "Well, he only came after we told him he'd won the lot. We'd won the lottery." Yeah, that does. It does feel like Harley's supposed to again. Harley's supposed to be the smart kid. Yes, and he can't put these two things no. together. Well, I guess well, you know. Phoenix was good at math. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Harley is good at reading, we know. Yeah. Listening yeah. to books. So uh, there's a, one of many weird face-offs between Nikki and Scout when Nikki says something no teacher would say. <laughs> and Scout sort of stands there like, no teacher should say that. <laughs> and, we go, <laughs> and we all go, yes. Scout is very much voice of the podcast, I think, <laughs> in, in, in all of the scenes with Nikki. So then Sean's talking to Phoenix and Sean says, you know, your father had to be persuaded to send you up here. Um, and I think I said this to you before. If that is the case, why did they let the kids believe their father had abandoned them? Yeah, yeah. Surely they would say, oh, we spoke to your dad and we convinced him that coming up here was the best I think they're loved, they'll run away. Yeah, yeah. Like, so weird. It's, yeah, really dark. For, you the still like, for the one set of kids who moved up, who still had their parents. You feel like they'd do more keeping in touch stuff. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Phoenix agrees to like mend things with the dad for Harley's sake, um, and Nelson promises not to let them down. Yeah, he will immediately learn. Well, yeah, because that's obviously that's just what he does. He will let them down and then unlet them down again before yeah. the end of the episode. Um, so this is where Michael gets the call. The case has been thrown out because the prosecutors weren't confident that a jury would convict. Mm-hmm. So doesn't, I, that doesn't feel like a kind of. But I can't recall a scenario in which a choosing to die case has gone to court. Possibly for that reason? Yeah, it's that, too emotive. That isn't it's it? too emotive and that you can't rely on a jury convicting. Yeah. Yeah. So I can sort of see that. And also, like, I get. Because yeah, also, we're not, we're not lawyers. Um, but like, <laughs> I cannot say that clearly enough. It's like. He left the cap open. His dad made the decision to to take yeah. the contents, right? So it's one of those things where there's so much murky there. We kind of say, but he kind of takes it as a, I was right. <laughs> yeah, well, he's kind of upset because he wanted to have his day in court and have the debate, which is like, that's not what your day in court is for. No, <laughs> I, I would like to have the debate without the prospect of a life in prison. <laughs> yeah, I'd like the stakes to be lowered ever so slightly. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to have a chat with a few guys around the pub. <laughs> yeah. This is why you don't get invited to pubs, isn't it? You, should, yeah. you only want to talk about <laughs> euthanasia. That's all I talk about. <laughs> like, look, right, if, you know, if one of you asked, I would pour a cocktail of paracetamol on this pint for you. So, um, Connor goes and tells his mum that he wants to join the PRU because seeing Imogen was even worse than he feared it would be. And Christine is... The PRU aren't... It's not walled in. No, it's not their fault. <laughs> um, so I want to be here to avoid the consequences of my Barry never Barry is sauntering around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, with he's his, sexing people's mums. With his jeans. <laughs> in his jeans, out of his jeans, you know. <laughs> but an open... Yeah, you never know. popped. So yeah, Christine is trying to like pep him up, but Imogen sees and goes, oh, she's obviously, you know, telling him not to get with me. So there's then a weird scene with Grantley and Phoenix where Grantley tries to get him to invest in a horse racing syndicate. Like, I know Grantley is not above these things. No. But even he wouldn't do this. No, of course he wouldn't. It's just so beyond what he should be spending his time doing. Especially because now, like, he knows that, that Phoenix and Maggie have, like, a sort of parental relationship. Yeah. He knows that Phoenix is going to say, oh, you know your husband? Yeah. He tried to get me to buy a horse. <laughs> Two, yes. two horses. Yeah. Um, uh, I do feel like I know we, we've had the debate not about euthanasia about um, whether two hundred thousand pounds is life changing. Whether I do feel like there should be some adults here saying, "Phoenix, by the way, this doesn't make you rich." Yeah. Right. Yes, I, th- I think I think it's that's that's the interesting distinction, isn't it? It it does make you rich, but it's it's not that you never have to work. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it, it it gives you a real leg up. Yeah, yeah. It, but but it, it isn't, yeah, retire and live a life of luxury. It's not that money. Yeah. So Nikki and, and Scout have another bizarre scene where Nikki says, I own you. It's just... What is the... What powers has she been given? Well, no governors. Yeah. <laughs> it's owned by this one This is what person. the independent school sector is like. Yeah. And that's what, you know, it's kind of what the, the um, Felix and Harley's dad gets at. It's like, you hear stories about these kind of schools. These stories... It's happening, yeah. It's literally happening. Brutalising um, children and rule you like a There it is. <laughs> I feel like it's been a, a while since we had that one. It's just the great sideshow Bob line. <laughs> um, so 
Phoenix overhears Nelson talking on the phone to Vanessa, saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I know we need the cash. And Phoenix hears this and goes, no, oh, he's in it for the, the money. Why would you take that? Because after this, Phoenix says, I heard you on the phone. And then he goes, why are you listening to my calls? No, that doesn't put you on the moral no, high ground. Yeah. So Tom then goes, speaks to Nikki and thinks Nikki is being weird about Scout. Yes, she, she is. is. Um, and to- Tom basically says the thing we said last week, that, you know, that's very out of character for Scout to, to steal, steal a car. Yeah, when we met her, she was on bikes. Yes. She even had a lesson. <laughs> Because I feel like the idea of children being able to steal cars is something that's popularised in America because all cars are automatics. So mm. therefore, a child can badly still drive a car away. But they're asking Scout, who we thus far know has never touched a car, to get the car into gear. And also in America, you learn to drive at like 14, 15, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So by this age, they'd have their own car. Yeah. <laughs> so Nikki has this conversation with Tom. And then immediately does this incredibly horrible thing where Scout has put loads of work into this um, thing she's written about foster care. And Nikki pretends to have lost it. Yeah. And it's, it's unhinged. Yeah, it's psychopathic. Um, and before this, she's just like, I was like, she's just not responding to the PRU. It was like, on the first day, you accused her of stealing your car. Yeah. And since then, you've kept her outside doing manual labour. Yeah. I don't know what she's supposed to respond to. No. Um... So uh, Nelson admits that he owes tens of thousands to the tax man and that that's sort of the reason he's there. He set up a new business and already owes tens of thousands. Should have just paid his tax. Yeah, should have just paid his tax. I don't understand how this works. No, I don't. Neither does Nelson, so that's No, and neither did the writer of the show. Um, So uh, there's a bit where Lorraine offers Phoenix some investment advice. Um, And then we get Imogen confronting Christine and saying, yeah, you got what you want. Connor doesn't want to talk to me. ETC, ETC. At one point, Imogen says, it's not going to change my face. Now, if you'll forgive me for a Scottish accent, it reminded me of the end of like the trailer for Brave. It's like, get a chance to change your face, <laughs> would you? And it's just the way she said it. It's not going to change my face. <laughs> sure. I think we can all agree, though, my Scottish accent is better than yours. <laughs> Look, I had I had one real bomb note on the Scottish yours, accent. Yours is an abomination. Um... So there's a quite a nice scene, I think, with Harley and Lula, mm-hmm. where basically, you know, Lula's talking about what what she'd do if she had that money and how she'd sort of send some to help her dad out because mm-hmm. um, he's he's back in back in the DRC. But then later on, he says, well, my dad doesn't need this, but I can send it to my old school. That sounds like money laundering to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all very nice. It's not money laundering. <laughs> So Harley's saying that he still wants to put this money into the family business. Um, And Phoenix says, oh, you're just like Donegan, as if the only options are giving it to your dad to pay the tax man or spending it immediately on DJ debt. (laughs) And there's nothing in between those two options. Yeah. He was good at that. Yeah, he was. He was. So uh, Christine gives Connor another pep talk. Um, I definitely want me to talk about it. It's the same as the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Christine, who was a violent alcoholic two weeks ago, is now a sage giver of advice. Yeah. Because um, uh, it's just their relationship heals so quickly as yeah. well. Yeah. Connor was running away. That's because Christine has another storyline to move on to. Oh, uh, yeah. She has a frisson. Um, yes. Um, so Nelson apologises to, to the kids, and Phoenix says, I'm going to put my half of the money into the business and become your apprentice. Um, 
while Harley finishes his schooling. He comes around on this very quickly. Alarmingly quickly. Yeah. On this day, he said, I don't want to speak to my dad ever again. My dad is here, I'll give him another chance. My dad is here for the money, I never want to see him again. I'm going to go work. And I'm going to give him the money he's here for. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give him everything he wants. And also, because I'm going to label myself as an apprentice, I'm going to work for below minimum wage. Yeah. Phoenix says goodbye to Jack like they're old friends. Mm-hmm. There's no scene of him saying goodbye to Scout. Yeah. His, his former girlfriend and longest standing friend. Yeah, yeah. And like, him and Jack, they do the whole... She yeah. was there on the day he tried to bleach his dead nan. Yeah. <laughs> and when you've been through that with someone... <laughs> right? You remember it. Uh... <laughs> you know what? If you're new... <laughs> Firstly, sorry. That sounds like an exaggeration. It's not. That sounds like we've taken a plot and reduced it to its barest elements... But no, he was a boy with a cup of bleach <laughs> looking at a corpse going, well, this is the only opener that's left for me after digging a hole in a flower bed. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did dig a hole in a flower bed. Um, um, this is cartoons. But yeah, and they do the whole kind of like, um, oh, we need a new captain now. You're really good, Hannah. You were always the captain. <laughs> I was like, well, we supposed to be really invested in that a week ago because it didn't mean anything no, to any of us, did it? I think we were supposed to be invested in it. Um, Kevin moves in uh, with Chalky. Chalky's trying very hard. Kevin sort of tells him to calm it down. Says, you know, it's always a bit weird moving into a new house. And they've, they've forgotten that Chalky was a foster kid. Yeah, they? yeah. They have emphatically forgotten. In showtime, this is three hours, four hours of showtime. And then, like, Chalky would just know this. <laughs> they've like, forgotten that he said he was a foster kid. They just have. Yeah, he had the exact same story as Kevin had. But they're like, uh, no, he needs to be introduced to the concept of fostering. There's a bit where... Chalky goes to take Kevin's back and he very quickly takes it away. Mm-hmm. Do we think... Because in the moment, I was like, oh, that's a thing. Do we think that's a thing? Something in the bag that Kevin doesn't want Chalky to see? No, I think it's when kids move around a lot, they don't have a lot of possessions. I so guess I think so. they become more... what they, ha- what they That feels like something too nuanced for the show to do, though. It's I'm, more likely that like, he's got, like, a the- panther in there. It shows under the budget for a But the... <laughs> Because the whole scene between them in there is actually really nice. Yeah, it's, and it, it is. It's, it's probably you know, the show at its most nuanced. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's like they got a kid from foster care in to speak about what it's like. Yeah. And I, I totally believed in that moment it was, I've been around lots of places. The stuff that I have in there is what follows me around. I only get to keep so yeah. much of it. Um, what I'm saying is, I'm the super fan. Don't be surprised there's a panther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, you told me that Lorraine had money troubles. You don't know what's happening in this show anymore. <laughs> no, I, I really don't. No. But I no, really. I've been to like um, care homes mm. and then I've asked, asked people about the size of the wardrobes because they're always very small. Yeah, yeah. And they always say people come here don't have a lot. Mm. So we don't fill it with loads of space because it makes them feel feel bad for it. Okay. So that's why. But as, as, as you're being charitable towards the show. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But then again, I believe in a foster carer's power of unconditional love. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But if a kid asks me for beans on toast, on the streets. <laughs> Immediately on the streets. In fairness, he does say, if you've got some, and you would say, I do not have some. <laughs> no, but even then, because one day you might bring it in. Bring out all your, the drugs and smack. crusade against baked beans is bizarre. They're disgusting. They, they aren't. They look horrible. They feel horrible. How did you feel? Did you see um, a few weeks ago that there was a thing going around about a giant baked bean? Oh, 
One giant baked bean. I believe I had that nightmare once. Yeah. <laughs> it was chasing me down the street. <laughs> that would be my ending of Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, at the schoolhouse, uh, Phoenix is like getting all his stuff and ready to leave. They hooked the end of the first chunk of this show yep. on needing to keep Phoenix at this school. Yep. The pupil referral unit exists because of Phoenix. Yep. He's gone in two episodes. Yep. Um, so uh, Grantley then says to Nelson, oh, you know, if you take advantage of him, I'll find you. Yeah. Almost like he has a relationship with Phoenix. But he doesn't. He has a relationship with Harley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not with Phoenix. We have, to, we have to assume that the relationship has been bonded yeah, yeah. in these 12 weeks where Phoenix has not been a character at all. Yeah. Um, and Phoenix then drops Grantley in it with Maggie over the horse thing. I um, did enjoy Maggie's line where she's like, you continue to surprise me. Yeah. Like every single time. Yeah. Um, so Michael has offered Christine for a walk. Yeah. Um, so they're going, they're on this walk and Michael is saying to Christine, oh, I'm concerned that people will always consider me to be a murderer. Um, and Christine says, oh, you know, you know, people, the school will show its worth and you'll show your worth. And then Michael starts skimming stones like he's sort of ham-fisted a teenager on a date. Yeah, yeah. You ever skim stones on a date? No. no. I used to do like- I'm, not, I'm not confident I could skim a stone. Mm, maybe three or four. I reckon I could do three or four. Yeah? Yeah. Just like I could run a marathon in four <laughs> Yeah, hours. yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, um, no, yeah. I grew up on the coast, though, so we did a lot of, like, walking on the beach mm. kind of things. I remember doing that. I must have really liked this girl, but I can't remember what her name was. <laughs> I do that like, in between, like, Christmas and New Year. Oh. It was freezing. Yeah, it would be, yeah. It's horrible. Um, so Christine is saying to Michael, you know, don't be afraid to cry. And Michael's, like, playing it off like he's not crying. And then, so I've got an allergy to salt water. And then... It's actually called getting salt in your eye. <laughs> yeah, we've all got an allergy to salt in our <laughs> eye. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm allergic to asbestos. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's then a bit where Christine's like lesson plans fly everywhere. And it is a, it has to be deliberate that it's a reference to Love Actually in the Colin oh, yeah. Firth bit. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so... It, makes, it doesn't work at all. I... Yeah, because her lesson plans were printed. Yes. So... They exist on a computer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then, but like, I, at this point, I was like, I don't, you know, have you ever waded into water to get anything for but your they're other playing heart? it, like, comedically, aren't they? Yeah, but Because he's like, oh, how can I call myself a superhead if I don't even try subtly calling himself a superhead? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah on, on a date, you always want to drop superhead in there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, how's your superhead? Never had any complaints. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I've, I know I've never waded into any any water. To yeah, that's why it. I don't think I'm actually me and Charlie are actually in love. You know, <laughs> I need to wanted to wade into water, no. or maybe I just found someone who wasn't clumsy enough to throw paper into but water. That is that is very much it. <laughs> where, where do you take all of your papered wo- papered <laughs> goods to the sea? Papered goods. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying things. Um, why why are we doing this storyline? I don't know. Because one thing that's still like kind of unaddressed is that at one point, Sean was going to leave her husband for Michael. Yes. And since then, her husband has left. Yes. And they've moved to a different country together. Yes. So surely there should be some kind of revisiting of that. Even if Sean has had a much closer bond with Michael's dad. Yeah, yeah. Than with him. And so I'm not saying that they have to end up because maybe they just called it, but like they didn't end on conclusive terms. No. Because Sean was married. Yes. And at one point in this episode as well, they call her Sean Diamond. Yes. It's interesting that she didn't change her name. Yeah. 
just maybe they just could they ended up calling us Sean Sean. <laughs> <laughs> We've run out of second names. Yeah, we have. Um, uh, Connor's still at the school. Why is Connor still at the school? To burn things. Well, I sort of thought that, but it doesn't happen. No. Um, so he's he's looking at a photo, a passport-sized photo of him and Imogen. Because, again, we all know those come in fours. Yeah, they do. They so can... he's caught, cut one out, psychopath. Psychopath yeah. behaviour. Um, he types out a text message admitting that he started the fire, and then doesn't send it and throws his but phone. he doesn't delete the message first. No. I would be panicked that it landed on the send button. <laughs> Imagine if that's how she found out. That'd be good. That, that's because the fates want you to know. Yeah. The um... fates. <laughs> um... Yeah, that chance to change your fit. <laughs> Only line I can say. There's a, um, then there's that a and freedom. <laughs> and then we get a, 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 after last week we had um, the Stranger Things song, yeah, running up that hill. Um, this week we get a cover of "Where Is My Mind" by the Pixies, which is the song from the end of Fight Club. I feel like they've gone the extra mile for like recognizable songs in this chunk. So far. Well, I didn't recognize that. <laughs> people will recognize it. The kind of people who can recognize a Fight Club song without prompting. Do you want them listening to the podcast? It's a popular song outside of Fight Club. Mm. It just happens to have been used at the end of Fight Club. Painted. <laughs> um, so then... They're, yeah. all, they're all of buying blue ticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a perfect circle, that Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people who are in a Fight Club poster you, and people who've bought a blue tick. <laughs> if in your top three favourite movies are Fight Club and The Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. you own a blue tick. You own a blue tick, yeah. So... Uh, the, the final scene of the episode is Harley and Lula and Harley gives Lula some money to help her dad and she says oh, that's very kind my father doesn't need it but we can send it to my old school you said earlier that he did what game are you playing Lula <clears throat> yes so that is the end of the episode that was a brisk one after last week's chaos yeah I think it's a bit naff though this episode is yeah I, it felt slow I had a couple of notes in here which I'm like god this just goes on forever yeah yeah that's, that's I think my overriding because feeling with what, happened, what happened is that's a, that was one hour of television that we really actually breezed through because there wasn't a lot of content yeah that's it it we wasn't really meaningful yeah. like you know Michael's court thing just vanishes yeah um, you know Phoenix Harley have the same conversation they had with their dad a couple yeah. of series ago gets resolved and, and Harley now will not act like someone who's got £200,000 in a bank account no he will act the same as he has acted for the rest of... It, it won't change his character. This story arc will not affect him in any way. Yeah. So what's the point of... What's the point? How much money would you want to win on a lottery? You want to, you want to win a million, right? I Because I... It's one of those things where I wouldn't want to win too much. Because if it doesn't people who win too much... Well, my other half and I only play... We, we never play the lottery. We only play Euro Millions. And we only play when it's over 100 million. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight hundred. That it's not worth yeah, it's it. It's not worth it. Yeah. What's the point of winning eighty million? I don't. Want to, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. No, we you um, can't, can't even buy a decent Champions League level centre forward with that money. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the idea that you, a non-owner of a football team, wins the lottery and you decide to just buy Darwin Nunes. <laughs> just sit him. <laughs> He'll be on the podcast series yeah. ten. <laughs> It's probably the safest place for him, to be honest. He's not going to do any damage there. Somehow everything he says misses the microphone. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one's ever heard him speak. Um, oh. But yeah. No. Um, yeah. Because I, I would... Yeah, I want it to be enough. That I, but I'd like to have a work, but I have to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of do you want to do final appearances? 
Oh yeah, of course, go for it. Yeah. Phoenix. Of course. And Nelson. All right. That, the I, obvious I, ones. I could have guessed that. Yeah. No. Yeah, if you'd said that that was Sean's last episode. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know with this show. Um, Find it odd that it is their last appearance when Harley is now there. I know. Um, next time trailer, uh, Barry and Casey seem to be nicking a Ferrari. Who? Barry never Barry. Thank you. Um, and Casey seems to be nicking a Ferrari. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff about Dynasty going to be a pole dancer. Great to do that storyline again. Yeah, yeah. It's a blast it's, from the it's past. It's called Let's Shame Sex Workers. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, the Scout and Nikki feud continues. Um, Connor and Imogen are still not talking, and there's more Christine and Michael love actually ness. That's the last three plot lines you've just said there. Is like plot lines I cannot believe they've dragged out for three weeks. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Um, but yes, so that is where we will leave it. I think we're going to use the, the Pixies cover as the play out song. Yeah. We, we so not? this is going to play out like the end of Fight Club. <laughs> uh, should we hold hands? <laughs> should we hold hands and riot at the Capitol? Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. But there's nothing in it, and you ask yourself, where is my mind?